Wow, back at it again, guys, with another episode of Articles of Linguistics. So, let me just address the question of the day from our last episode. Does California have a problem in the drought, or do Californians have a problem in the drought? <sighs> well, I think it's a mixture of the both. But, Chloe, what do you think? You know, as a Californian myself, I have to say that... I'm pretty responsible for the drought. Like, I'm not going to lie. I don't do the things that I should do to conserve water. You know, I take two, maybe even three showers a day. Uh, when I brush my teeth, I leave the sink on. You know, like, I, I do, I have really bad habits. I'm not going to lie. Um, so I can't blame anyone but myself when it comes to the drought, honestly. Okay. And there you have it. <laughs> Cal Californians themselves have a problem with the drought. And dealing with the drought at the same time. Because if we're in a drought, I'm going to leave the water running too. But you already know that I got a bucket catching that extra water so I can water my plants. <laughs> yeah. So damn. Maybe me not as a person have a problem, but sometimes I do struggle catching that water. It's all different. And something else I wanted to take, like you can take into account is we only deal with things as they become apparent. You know, So if this was something that California was like, yo, this could happen. You know, like if we... It's not happening right now, but if we don't have a year of rain, or if we don't get rain this, like, we're going to be in some shit. If they address that a while ago as a possibility that could potentially happen, then I think uh, we would be better prepared for it, you know, because it wouldn't get dropped on our heads. That being said, you know, now that it has happened to, happened to us and it has affected us, and we're from San Jose, California, so 17 basically got washed the away last year in the rain. So Covered in mud. Yeah, yeah, we were not, not prepared whatsoever. So I feel like now we're a little bit more prepared. California's taking the precautions yep. to inform us and whatnot, whatnot. They're even enforcing barriers on the wall, doing a lot more construction on land, on areas that have potential landslide areas. So, you know, I'm glad to see my tax money going into the construction for the community's well-being of their safety because oh, yeah. that's important to know where your tax money is going. If you're living in Oklahoma and, you know, all you do is pay taxes, there ain't nothing going on, you just got cornfields, like, shit. You know, who knows where that, that money is going to be going, but all, all, yeah, all I can tell you is you paying taxes on something that ain't really relevant, so, uh, yeah, but, okay. So, what do you, like, what are the biggest problems you've seen because of the drought? Like, we talked about 17, you know, I know um, there's that big thing in San Diego, what happened out there? Like, so, there was, like, a crazy mudslide, it looked like that happened, because, uh, you know, I think with the drought, okay, so obviously we know what a drought is, a loss of water, or a, a mass amount of water just not there, basically, and that's not the exact quote, but... You, get you guys get the point. And so, <laughs> basically though, so maybe San Diego, LA, since they were in a drought for so long, I think that when they got tons of water and rain pour, that, that dry area is, was like a sponge, you know? It just kind of absorbed all that water, absorbed all the mud, and it took all that weight and just dropped, you know? And so, think about that in your head. Just think about, let's say, a dry area of sand. You know, you just pour water on it, it's just going to absorb, absorb, and then it's just going to kind of fall. I mean, at least Rumble. at least from what I'm thinking about, like a little cliffside of sand, and then it's just erosion. It's natural erosion. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. And so I think that's a problem that the drought is leading into in California. And I think that's something that we should all be aware about because due to the, just the drought, I mean, what other problems have you seen increase? I mean, has there has there, has there have we had a wet winter so far? We're in January right now, and 
Shit, it's looking sunny as hell. It's only like, rained like maybe five times five from, times. My, from my point of view. I mean, again, we're, we're San Jose, California-based, you know, and I, I explore all regions. You know, I go through San... Uh, sorry. I go through Saratoga, Los Gatos, Cupertino, all the way up to, like, Roseville, and they haven't even gotten anything down there either, down to, so... Over to Tahoe and whatnot, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they got some snow. I know I've seen some of my boys sliding on the slopes and whatnot, but... You know, it's not looking like it was last year, that's yeah. for sure. And so it was a snowmageddon last year. No no doubt in my mind they closed Tahoe down for certain things. And knowing knowing this year I can look outside my window and still see oranges thriving. <laughs> I can still see the sky blue and you know, not, not too much cloud. rainfall. <laughs> no gray clouds or anything, just clear, you know? Which is cool. Like, I, I love it. You know, that's that's what Californians love is just having awesome weather all the time. But, you know, at, to an extent, like, one, like, all good things must come to an end. And two, like, everything happens for a reason. You know, like, we need water. We need water. <laughs> we need resources. And we need our plants to start growing again. Because if you think about our history right now, so far we're in 2018, but let's rewind to like, you know, what was it, November, December, okay, so October, September area, time of life in California, I'm pretty sure Napa Valley and Sonoma like burned down, yep. you know, like yeah. I don't know if it actually burned down, but i seen videos of neighborhoods on fire, like just gone, just, yeah, just like destroyed to the max, like it looks like a war zone bowled through uh, let's say Sonoma County or something, you know, I seen the wine fields, pictures of them gone, you know, so stock up on your Sonoma wine, stock up on your Napa wine, <laughs> it's going to be worth something in a couple of years from now, the 2017, because it's going to have a little charcoal taste to it, but I do recommend <laughs> drinking on some yeah. of that stuff. As long as you age it, it'll be good. <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> but that's just due to like just everything being dried out. And then I also heard too, you have to factor in that there was a I heard there was a great wind, you know, like fire and yeah. oxygen. Whenever you mix that, you know, it just increases it that much more. So shout out to the firefighters, you know, that yeah, are actually putting that work in. Because without the firefighters, then we just have fire. And so basically we can't have that because a fire creates lots of smoke in the air. Lots of smoke in the air contributes to the global warming problem. And so knowing that we have global warming happening, not just in California, but all over the world, it sounds like. And it even looks like if you look it up... You know, um, it's not the greatest thing to burn fires, and so, or more importantly, burn burn forests that is happening right now, <laughs> because that's something that is another conversation, but that's basically in the same conversation. Yeah, absolutely, it's all linked, you know, and I think that's what we're trying to get to is like, yeah. even though this isn't a problem that's apparent right now, it uh, when it does come to it, you know, it'll link to other things, and it's like. It's like tipping dominoes, you know? It is literally tipping dominoes because it, it'll just keep getting bigger and bigger until we address the problem and address myself, you know? Exactly. We have <laughs> to, I mean, we have to be in safe safe hands or at least put ourselves in safe hands and because, I mean, if we're not, then we're just kind of in danger at all times. And so knowing what we should be aware of as far as like a drought or problems that will occur because of a drought, I mean, we should be aware of it and take preca proper precautions because, shoot, I mean, there's a lot of things that have happened because of a drought and that are affecting us right now after the drought, like flooding, like landslides and mudslides and forest fires and everything else that California is getting affected by, you know? So it's like, I mean, should, now, I mean, we're in the end, I mean, 
when does when does January or when does winter end? Like springtime or something? Yeah. So springtime comes up. I mean springtime. I hope I hope all our flowers grow, but I think I think that brings me to my our, one of our final questions is should should we be worried about the heat in the summertime? Like, yeah. I mean, if we haven't had that much water, you know, when it this is our water season. <laughs> where where's the where's the water going? Where is it at? Like, you know. Yeah. And that's what I'm kind of worried about because. We gotta be worried about the heat, most definitely. It's gonna be most hot, definitely. If, yeah. it's, if it's not even cold right now, if I could walk around outside in the winter in California in a t-shirt and shorts, you know, that says something about the summer because summer is supposed to be super hot then. Because if this is warm right now in the winter where it's supposed to be super cold and rainy and wet, and it's not, well, yeah, who knows, who knows what season we're really in? You yeah. Know? Because it seems like we're in a fall, but in reality, we're really in the winter still. So, here's here's how I look at it. This could be like a like a, a more worldly view because I like to take a step back and like look at our planet Earth. Like our Earth is much older than humans in general. You know, and I'm talking about Neanderthals and Athropithecus. Like all of those, our world is much much older. And it has survived, you know, it has survived to this point. And for us to say that, like, I mean, yes, I know humans are pretty detrimental. We're the, we're the biggest and most invading species. But, I mean, we've had a lot of shit on this planet, and it has prevailed. And I believe these are just natural changes that happen on the Earth, you know. And it, it might not be something we're used to, and it's different, and it's easy to say predictions and analytics. And it could get hotter, it could get colder, it could get wetter, it could get drier. But, you know... That's just for to me. That's just the natural phases of the earth, and we gotta roll with the punches. Yeah, and I think I think it's important to roll with the punches because hopefully we'll be able to get through the punches. You know, it's basically like saying you gotta you gotta you gotta fall down to get back up. You know, and I feel like our world has been falling down for so long. I think it's time that we pick it back up in a in a sense. You know, I think if we work together, we'll be able to you know turn these numbers these analytics these stats we'll turn them around if we all work together as a people in general because if one person's doing out of the millions and thousands of trillion of people in the world it's not going to do anything but if you have you know let's say like what would we say we said like let's say we have five million people in the world out of the five trillion people you know that's a chunk of people all working collectively towards the same ideology that'll hopefully make an impact or a footprint in whatever they're working towards if it's global warming if it's drought problems in just california but i think collectively if we all work together we'll be able to roll through those punches and be able to prevail in a in a way where you know maybe not the world has seen before hopefully we'll be able to turn our eyes around and you know yeah because invasive as we are we we definitely the things we do do make an impact on yeah. the world and as humans, you know, we cover the world, so we can affect the world in different parts simultaneously, theoretically. I, I think that's it for our, uh, our article today, and we really appreciate you guys listening. So that brings me into our next question for the podcast. Our question today is, is it weird to go to an ethnic restaurant that's not ran by that particular ethnicity? So, like, how do you feel? You know, for instance... If you went to, let's say, a Mexican restaurant and it was ran by, like, Indians or Chinese people, do you, do you judge that restaurant 
or do you give them kind of the benefit of the doubt and like try the food out first? We just want to hear your thoughts. Comment below and just let us know. Thanks, guys. Tune in next week for our next article.